uh, are those, is that Verizon Network? <laughs> is that AT&T? Is that T-Mobile? <laughs> <Right. laughs> is that Boost? Is that Boost Mobile? <laughs> right? <laughs> so maybe, the, if, maybe the Space Force. Uh, so right, Space thing. Force we'll, Network. They'll patrol that <laughs> and make sure that, you know, no one is up there, you know, hacking right. or, or trying to take down, you know, the satellite servers. You're listening to the Snob OS Podcast, the podcast for Apple Snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. And welcome back to the Snob OS Show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. We are back. We are back. We are back for another show. Uh, we want to thank you. This is episode 168 of the Snob OS podcast. Uh, like I said, we want to definitely thank you for hanging in there with us for so long. Uh, all those people supporting us by downloading and listening to the show and those who are actually supporting us financially. If you want to be a financial supporter, move over from the casual listener to the actual supporter. You can definitely visit our Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash cast, you can actually support the show and you'll get some extra goodies. Uh, we got some people listening and watching us live. So if you become a supporter, you'll get the live show. You'll get the show a little bit early and you'll get some exclusive content that we don't have in the actual show. So we definitely will say thank you to all those supporters, those who are actually supporting us financially. Uh, we want to get into the actual meat and potatoes of the show. So we're going to actually get right started. We're going to jump into our first segment, which is the lowdown, where we talk all things Apple. Uh, normally, I really don't talk about leaks, but it seems like this has been a slow week for Apple. It's not necessarily a slow week for tech because Elon Musk has been all over the internet. Uh, Twitter has been all over the internet. You know, Apple is kind of, oh, Netflix has been all over the internet. They have been <laughs> all on Netflix. Right. So Apple has been laying low in the cut. So I guess this is a good time to talk about some possible iPhone 14 leaks. So basically, uh, like I said, I don't really listen to leaks, but some of these kind of make sense. So if they kind of make sense and they're not far, far fetched, I'll talk about them a little bit. So here are just three that this is based on my research for the show. These are like three, four, three iPhone 14 leaks that I think are probably the most probable, right? So the first one is satellite connectivity. Uh, word on the street that the iPhone 14 may come with a satellite connection uh, specifically for emergency services. So you think about, you know, Apple's done a good job over the past couple of years letting people know, especially with their Apple Watch, letting people know that all the lives that they've saved by people having an Apple Watch and they get stuck out, stranded out somewhere, they get in an accident, they don't necessarily have their phone on them, but they have their watch that can make phone calls. You've seen those commercials. Well, it looks like if this leak is true, Apple's taking a little step further. It's going to add satellite connectivity for not only the iPhone 14, but also the upcoming Apple Watch. So I guess, what do you, do you think this would be a decent uh, update for iPhone 13 just for satellite connectivity? Um, I think so. And it's very much feasible. We talked about it before 
on, I think, the Tesla side of things, one of the things that they were talking about was their Starlink. So it makes perfect sense. I mean, as we shift away more from, you know, physical landlines to most people only having a cellular or mobile device for their primary communication, it makes sense because we know how networks work. If you're in a dead zone, if you're in certain areas, they may not have coverage. The next best thing is to have something up you know, in the heavens, so to speak, that, you know, provide people with that type of connection. I think this is probably just the first step. And I think, you know, down the line in the future, you know, satellite linkage for your mobile devices is going to be, you know, a thing. I think moving, we're in 5G already. So what's after 5G? I think satellite connectivity is is what's next after 5G. Right, right. So, but it'll be interesting to see um, if this does pan out. Um, who's going to be responsible for this? Is it going to be the carriers or mm-hmm. is Apple going to have some sort of additional service charge in order for to connect to satellite connectivity? Because I don't know if any carriers have this Not feature that. functionality. Yeah. I mean, I know there are satellite phones out there that looks right. like a walkie-talkie that connects right. to a satellite. The sat phones that you, know, you see in movies when like, right. people are in like, war zones or like remote areas. Right, right. Uh, are those, is that Verizon Network? <laughs> is that AT&T? Is that T-Mobile? <laughs> <Right. Ooh. laughs> is that Boost? Is that Boost Mobile? <laughs> right? <laughs> so maybe, this, it, maybe the Space Force. Uh, right, Space thing. Force they'll, Network. They'll patrol that <laughs> and make sure that, you know, no one is up there, you know, hacking right. or, or trying to take down, you know, the satellite servers. But again, you know, in all, in, you know, in all seriousness, I think, you know, this is definitely, this will be a good test run for Apple to see how it works and, you know, to kind of take back what they learn as they try to possibly deploy it, you know, on a global scale. So um, I, I think it'll be interesting. And it, they have to have these conversations already. You know, typically folks in these arenas, they are, you know, 20, 30 years down the line with what's next. So they have to have already had these conversations. There has to be things already in place. And I'm sure there are some multi-million, multi-billionaire whose company is going to take this up and make it a government contract out of it because it's, you know, it's now in space. So like who has jurisdiction, who has responsibility, all that type of thing. So, you know, it's definitely... I think in the pipeline and it's only a matter of time before they roll it out. And I think this is a good test to see how it will work just in this limited capacity. If this rumor is true for emergency services. So. All right. All right. So the second thing, uh, second possible leak is a faster USB three lightning connector uh, for the past couple years. Uh, people have been pointing at uh, the iPhone to go USB C similar to Android. I'm um, sorry. Similar to the Samsung models, similar to Google Pixel models, um, Apple has hang, held on to the Lightning connector specifically for the iPhone. Most, mm-hmm. a lot of the um, iPads are USB-C. You know, a lot of the Macs have gone USB-C. So the iPhone seems to be the last one to move from the Lightning. Looks like the iPhone 14, according to the sleek again. Um, it's not going USB-C, but instead it's going to a USB-3 uh, lightning connector, which has the same speed as the USB-C, but still has that proprietary uh, lightning connector that is specific to Apple. And this is be just for 
the pro model. So if you get the iPhone 14 regular or the iPhone 14 mini, you'll just have the USB 2.0 speed. But if you get the pro and the pro max, you'll get the faster 3.0 lightning connector. So do you think this would be a good selling point for uh, iPhone 14 or you think they really won't get no headway on this until they actually switch over to USB-C? Yeah, I don't think this makes sense. It doesn't make sense for you to introduce this new lightning connector when pretty much all of your other devices down to your MacBook Pros use USB-C. So mm-hmm. it, to me, I mean, I guess they could, but it just seems like it would be adding another layer in supply chain. This is something else now you have to make sure it's manufactured when you already have the 2.0 version and you have the USB-C. It really, to me, doesn't make sense for them to go with the 3.0 because like I said, everything else is already on USB-C. So it would only make sense if you want to cut down because they are, you know, very climate conscious. It makes sense to not introduce a new piece of, you know, hardware that can, you know, have to be recycled or managed, whatever the case may be. When you can, when you already have, you know, docks and power dongles for USB-C, just, you know, crank out some more USB-C cards, uh, cords for this. So it really seems like a waste of, to me, of money and effort mm-hmm. um, when you can just, you know, pop in a, a USB-C uh, port at the bottom of your phone and just ship out some more cables and not have to worry about shipping out any more power bricks or anything like that. So to me, this one... I'm going to say this one doesn't make sense to me. Right. The only benefit that I can see to USB 3 Lightning um, would be the speed differences. I'll just put a link in our notes. Um, There's a store on 9to5Mac that says pretty much the USB 2 that's in the current Lightning uh, port for the Apple um, can only transfer data up to 480 megabits per second. The USB 3 reported Lightning cable could deliver speeds up to five gigabits per second. So that's a big jump. Yeah. Um, The only way I can see that really being useful uh, for remote workers who use their phone as a uh, modem Mm -hmm. to connect to the internet from their laptop. Um, You don't, you can't do that. You can't get that speed. If you're using Bluetooth as a hotspot, you actually physically have to connect your iPhone to the Mac to treat it as a modem. So if you're trying to get internet from your phone down into your computer to do whatever, you want that faster speed as possible. And I can see that being a feature for the pro people because the pro people, quote unquote, will be interested in using their phone as a modem for their laptop for remote you know, uh, connectivity. That's the only way I can see doing that. But other than that, yeah, just go ahead and switch to USB-C and stop playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the the small amount of people, the small use case for this, I don't, honestly, I don't think it's worth it financially for them to, to go right. with this. But again, I don't make those decisions, but to me, it doesn't make sense to, to, to go that route. I mean, you have everything else on USB-C, so. Right. Move All this right. on into. All right. So last uh, credible-ish uh, rumor slash leak is. Something they've been talking about for the past couple of years again, uh, the notch that Apple has used ever since the iPhone, I want to say the 12 has had the notch. Uh, now they're finally or finally continuing 
the rumor that the notch is going to be replaced by actual hole punches. So if you look at the top of your iPhone right now, it has that little notch where it holds the sensors and it holds the front facing camera. That's going to be replaced by at least two small pinholes in the top. One pinhole would be like for the sensors for like face ID and facial recognition. And the other one would be for the actual front facing camera. So uh, I guess I want to get your opinion. Uh, which one do you like more? Do you Would you prefer a iPhone that has the traditional, quote unquote, traditional notch? Or are you looking for more screen real estate by, you know, just making those pinholes? Or personally, if Apple's going to do the pinholes, I would suggest them wait until they come up with a good enough technology to where they can put the sensors and the camera completely behind the screen to where mm. all you see is glass. That's the only way I would give up the notch. But I wanted to ask your opinion. Which one? Would you like the hole punches or stick with the notch? Or what's your what's your preference? Honestly, I don't care. I really don't. <laughs> right. I know people are making this. It's a big deal. It's like, you know, you know, Apple purists against, you know, the new wave. And honestly, I could care less. It did. <laughs> It doesn't really, it doesn't, you know, float my boat either way. You know, either way is fine. The whole punch is fine, I guess. You got a little more real estate. The old way is fine because that's what I'm used to. But I, I kind of agree with you. I would, I would save, quote unquote, save this punch hole type of thing for a, a new redesign, for a completely different maybe looking iPhone. Because at this point, I think we've said it before, all the smartphones are starting to look the same. It's very, it's, it's starting to be very hard to determine what's different. And, you know, Apple is known to be innovative and, you know, all on the forward edge thinking. I don't know if they're going to want to look like everybody else. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're going to want, and, you know, people have been copying them. You know, most phones now have, you know, the squarer shape when Apple went with a rounder shape. People had the rounder shape when Apple went more square. Everyone else went more square. So I, to me, going the hole punch route seems that Apple would be following the other phone's trends mm -hmm. rather than setting the trend. So I think because Apple's petty like that, I think they will stick with what they have. They may shrink the notch that we have now a little bit more, make it slimmer, make it thinner. Um, but I just don't see them jumping on the wave that literally everybody else is on. And I don't know what greater purpose this would save. I mean, if you look at it now, how much real estate are you really getting? Are you really getting? Yeah. I mean, looking at it, you're not really getting a whole lot right. of, of extra space. So millimeters I, at best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why I think it, it's twofold. It's one of those things where they don't, Apple sets the trends, they don't follow them. And mm -hmm. then the other thing is, if you're going to make such a radical change, it needs to be on something that is a radical change. Right. Right. Yeah. And like, like I've said before, the, the notch, uh, and Nikki, you already mentioned it, uh, it differentiates from the other devices. You know, uh, what's the point of differentiating if you're <laughs> just looking, just waiting until you can actually look like the other devices? That's right. totally unlike something Apple would do. You know, of course, Companies co copy features all the time, but, you know, it's really getting hard to differentiate smartphones nowadays until they do the folding phone uh, trend, which um, Samsung is trying. 
Ain't nobody talking about folding phones no more. <laughs> oh, I don't care about that. <laughs> so after everybody saw, it's not a it's not a foldable phone. I it's a flip phone. It's, it's a just flip phone. A, it's a you know? flip phone for right. 20, for twenty twenty the twenty twenties. So right. I like I said, if it was something more malleable or something right. that actually was foldable, you could the fold it into maybe different folding, sections yeah. or yeah that type of thing. Then sure, cutting edge. You got it. You're first. But for just a flip phone, nah. Right. All right. All right. So that's it. Um, again, like I said, I really don't follow the leaks because that's all everybody wants to talk about. Apple is leaks so people, they can get the views. But again, since it's a slow Apple uh, week and uh, these kind of seem plausible, I just wanted to talk yeah. about them. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they really do. Because, and like you said, the hole punch thing, the notch, that's that's a huge deal in in Apple circles. People are, you know, willing to go on the battlefield right, for why right. they want the hole punch or why they want the the non hole punch. So right. So yeah, it's very feasible. All right, all right. So the next story, um, I thought this was an interesting story. Um, there was a Apple whistleblower who was recently fired, uh, Ashley uh, Jokovic. Uh, she was a sing- senior engineering program manager at Apple. Uh, she was fired on the grounds of alleged disclosure of confidential information. Um, basically, what she did was uh, she co-founded the, quote, hashtag Apple II movement, uh, which led to hundreds of accounts of harassment within Apple. So basically what she was doing is she created almost like this hashtag slash community uh, symbol to uh, Black Lives Matter. To where, it's falling on the Me Too. It's that's what it's playing off of the whole right, Me Too right, movement. Right, right, and basically what she did was she put out a call for all of or any or all Apple employees who have faced any sort of discrimination, whether it be pay, whether it be uh, race, whether it be gender, whatever the case may be. And she kind of started this quote unquote community. Uh, Apple said, "Oh, well, you're taking uh, personal, not personal. You're taking Apple specific information and you're sharing that." Yada, yada, yada. So they fired her. So she's currently involved in multiple legal actions against Apple. She is also appealing a separate one against her Apple II co-founder, which I'd be curious to read a little bit more about that. (laughs) But that's not the reason why (laughs) I'm talking about her today. Uh, All of the issues that she's going through with Apple, I even think she uh, mentions that even though she's fired, one of her stipulations in her lawsuit is that she be rehired. Um, maybe. Why would you want to go back? Maybe because she knows or she has realized <laughs> that she can't work on a Windows PC. So the whole point of this story is she's dealing with all these issues with Apple, but she pretty much, and I quote, I'm trying to switch, but I sit at rival computers, and I think this is a piece of crap, <laughs> so I keep going back. So basically, she, she can quit Apple, she can sue Apple, but she can't quit that Mac. <laughs> so she can I, quit the company, she can't quit the product. Yeah, she can't quit, quit the product. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. You know, we always talk about, oh, don't get sucked up in the in the ecosystems, whether you be in the Google camp, or you're in the Microsoft camp, or you're in the Apple camp, or you're in the Samsung camp, or whatever the case may be. But clearly, these getting sucked up and getting so wrapped up or involved in these ecosystems, 
is proving to be a problem. <laughs> Specifically, yeah, it looks like it looks like she left the phone, the iPhone. Yeah, she did, and she was okay with that. Mm-hmm. But the, the the computer, she's like, I got to draw the line. Yep. I'm suing them. They were they were horrible to me. They were horrible to people I know. But man, they make a good product. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And I mean, that's not uncommon. You know, um, me and my wife, we've boycotted places like Walmart, but we go back because, you know, we'll either either the reason that we um, decided to boycott has kind of been relieved, but more so, it's just super convenient. convenient. <laughs> Same thing with Amazon. You know, they've got people peeing in cups to make deliveries. They got people dying in the distribution centers to pack all the products. I just ordered some stuff from Apple, uh, from Amazon, like yesterday. So uh, the Prime membership stays up to date. <laughs> right, right. Even though they keep jacking up the price, jacking up the price, we still paying for it because it's like, look, it's um, I'm not going to. <laughs> I can't call this lady out when I'm uh, subject to the same scrutiny. Exactly. <laughs> and I feel her pain. I feel her pain if I had to give up my you know apple computers because i have to use i use a pc for work um and you know it is what it is they pay me so you know i gotta use their stuff and you don't really um, care uh, yeah and and i go in i do my i do my work i do my stuff close it and i'm on about my business but if i had to use a pc for everything Mm -hmm. i that would be a problem right i would that would be a problem for me (laughs) right right so it's just crazy it, it's crazy, but Apple, you know, these companies are doing their job because <laughs> this lady has been, she's been going through it with Apple, but yet she's still like, I still need to use your products. So it's I like guess crack. she keeps coming back. Yeah. Like, yeah. That crack. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess, I guess kudos to Apple, I guess <laughs> you can harass you may, be a, you may be a crappy employer, but right, you got right. a good you're, product. Yeah. Right. You're creating a hostile environment for your employees, but discrimination, harassment. Right. Right. But Hey, you know, the products are good, I guess, good enough to where somebody yeah. in the face, you know, <laughs> slap them in the face where they're like, uh, that didn't hurt that bad. You know? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I put a little ice on it. <laughs> right, right. It'll be all right. Apple makes yeah. some ice for my face that you just slapped me with. <laughs> Apple ice? Right. <laughs> all right. So that is it for uh, the lowdown. We're going to move into the second string where we talk all things tech. I uh, got a couple stories from Tesla. But before I get into that, I wanted to get into uh, Google. Um, it looks like they finally dropped a switch to Android app. Um, The reason why I say finally is because Apple for the longest has had a, um, they've called it a move to iOS app to where basically if you are an Android user and you want to switch to an iPhone, you could go to the Google Play store, download Apple's move to iOS app, put your phones together, log into some accounts and your data, you know, phone calls, text messages, calendar, you know, things that some settings would actually transfer over to iOS and you were going about your business. This was six years ago. Google has finally said, hey, maybe we need to make it easier for people looking to switch from iOS to Android. So basically they've come out after six years after Apple 
have finally dropped a switch to Android app that transfers data, including photos, videos, contacts, calendar events to a target Android device wirelessly. So I just wanted to get your opinions, hot takes on why you think Google finally just now decided to come out with an app for iOS. Now this is again, this is an app you have to download from the Apple store mm-hmm. to make it eligible <laughs> or to, to be able to switch. I right. don't think, I don't think Apple was petty. I don't think they're petty enough to try to hold up any sort of uh, um, publishing of the app. And this ain't been Google fighting with Apple for the past six years to get right. their app in the app store. So it has to right. be something else. So what do you think it is? I think they just couldn't get it right. right. <laughs> and <Okay. laughs> it's just taken this long for them to get it. And you know how the culture wars are. And, you know, they finally got messages or reactions for their for their phone. So the right. blue bubble for so the green bubble people can feel a little bit more in the loop. I just think, you know, I don't think there are mass people, you know, switching from Android to Apple. Of course, there are some. I don't think it's a massive amount of people. I think, you know, down to the petty is one of those things where, oh, so you're going to make an app to make it easier to leave us? Oh, we got you. So we're going to do it, too. I don't think what they anticipated was the complexity that it came with that. Right, but once right, they started right. on that road, it's like, we can't back down. We can't back down. We got to keep we got to keep pushing. Six years later, they finally have it. So I think it'll be beneficial for some people who want to leave. Um Apple and go to, um, you know, Android and for them, it'll probably, probably be helpful. Um, but I don't think it's happening in mass. I just think it's one of those things they started along this road and they had to finish it. Right. Right. Well, my initial thought was, uh, you really don't need a switch to Android app because a lot of people with iPhones probably already have Google photos in the cloud. They already use, you know, cloud for Google photos and videos. They use Gmail for contacts and calendars. They got a Google Drive set right, up. Right, Google Drive. So all you got to do, really, if you're switching from iPhone to Android, disconnect accounts in your iPhone, open the accounts on your Android, and then boom, you're back to business. Sign in with your Google account. But Android. what I think Google did not take into account is there are some people still who just don't mess with the cloud like that or knowingly don't mess with the cloud. Right. You know, they, there's some older folks. There's just some people who have had, and the cloud has gotten a bad rap. I don't want my pictures out there. And it's like, that's not happening to you. Right. (laughs) But you know, the, 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 the not willing to completely switch over to the cloud has, I think Google took, didn't take that into account. And just people, they've had their phone, they've had their setup for so long that people was like, I'm not switching because I don't want to lose anything. I don't want to lose anything. And Google didn't have, they just assumed, right. They just assumed they said, oh, just connected to the cloud and blah, 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 blah. And for all the reasons we just mentioned, people don't want to do that. So they just didn't want to move unless you have a thing on their phone to where they can open this thing, enter some information and feel more assured that their information is going to transfer cloud. They don't, what 
I'm going to work that And people get so nervous when it comes to like you were like you were talking about in the um in the live show. Mm-hmm. If you aren't a Patreon supporter, you can sit on that conversation. Right. But people migrating, it's it's difficult, and people get worried. They don't want to break anything. They don't want to mess anything up. What if I lose everything? How is that going to affect me? How do I get my stuff back? So it's a lot of that anxiety that goes into it because I think a lot of times we forget that not everybody is tech-savvy person. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. They can do the basic stuff, but when it comes to like things about deleting and moving, people get really nervous, they get really scared, and they don't want to touch it because they don't want to break something right. that they can't undo. So it's like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm happy with what I got. Right. I'm, I'm going to stick beside it, right. as they say. And then, to make matters worse, if they do get a new phone, there are people who still go to the Apple store, store. and they sit there and then the Apple genius people, whoever the, the reps are, whoever, are manually sitting the phones next to each other or plugging them up or doing the connecting into the computer and doing the iTunes transfer for them in their face right there. You know, mm-hmm. so they have that. They've been. They have um, a security. Right. Security blanket. Right. And for the, then for you to say, oh, just move it to the cloud. Yeah, they want to try and do that. So I think mm-hmm. Google underestimated that, but finally said, OK, all right, all right, all right. All right. Let me give you an app that'll simulate that hand-holding experience from one device to the other. So we'll see how that unfolds. Uh, the other thing, I want to, a couple of things I want to talk about with Tesla, like we mentioned in the pre-show, Tesla has been all up in the news. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about with them, you know, uh, if you purchased a Tesla, I'd say up until now, I guess, they have provided the hardware that will enable you to connect your Tesla to your home for the Apple for the actual charging of the device. Of course, you can go to the all the the super network or whatever they call the charging network. But if you want to plug your phone, your phone, if you want to plug your car into your home for charging, if you bought a Tesla that actually came with the device until now, uh, they have changed their longstanding policy to del- to deliver every vehicle with a mobile charging cable, and instead it started selling them separately. If you want the level two charging, I'm assuming that's faster. You got to pay $400 on top of your Tesla, and mm-hmm. if you just want the basic level one, you got to pay $275. So I know you were kind of in the market for maybe something new, something different. You mm-hmm. mentioned uh, electric vehicle. Um, I don't know if Tesla was on your list, but if you being in the market for possibly electric vehicle, would this be a deterrent or would you care if uh, Tesla offered or you had to pay for an additional uh, charging pack just to get the process started for you charging your electric vehicle? So Tesla was definitely on the list. I thought I wanted a car, but I switched. I want an SUV. Okay. Um, but a base model, Model S, starts at the base model mm-hmm. is not about $95,000. Oh, wow. So if I am paying $95,000 for a new Tesla, because Tesla owners can't sell their car to anyone else. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. So it's, they, it's in their contract. Mm. If they want to sell their Tesla... If they sell it to someone else, they'll be blackballed or blacklisted from Tesla. They can't buy from Tesla. So, so how's the process, you know, without getting into the details, do they have to 
sell it back to Tesla I think first? They have to sell, I think they have to sell it back to Tesla because um, you, if I bought a Tesla and I wanted to sell it, I couldn't sell it myself. You couldn't trade it in to like the dealership. I could. You could probably trade it in, but I couldn't if I was on like, the private want, market. Yeah, I, yeah, gotcha. I want to upgrade, and you're in the market. I said, "Hey, I got a Tesla. You want mine?" Right. I couldn't sell it directly to you. Oh. So yeah. So if I'm paying for a base model Model X Tesla, ninety five thousand dollars for a two thousand twenty two. So so you said the Model X, which is the the SUV. Well, version. it. That well, the Model S is the car, right? Um, the Model X, I mean, I think it's like a hundred and something. Oh, like wow! 20, uh, let me see what it is because I'm on the site now. It is, yes, the base model Model X is a hundred and nine thousand dollars for a 2022. So, my thing is, if I am paying that kind of money for a vehicle, yeah. You need to give me a charger. There's a difference between a thousand dollar iPhone and a power brick not being sold. One, you can buy if you're if you're that strapped for cash, you can buy a knockoff. You probably already have some at home that you can use. But these chargers are very specific to Tesla. You can't buy them anywhere else other than Tesla. So you mean to tell me that I'm buying this car for at least ninety five thousand dollars? I can't, you can't include a $400 charger. <laughs> I mean, where is the service? Even if you got the model three, which is their like, um, the, I don't want to say lower tier, their, their affordable one, yeah. it's still $45,000. But if I'm spending $45,000 on a car, you can't include the charger. You can't include the essential function of how this thing works. Because mm-hmm. we already know a lot of people's skepticism about buying electric vehicles is Am I going to be able to charge this thing? I don't want to drive somewhere and then I can't go anywhere because I can't charge it. But you give me a mobile one that I can use mm-hmm. in a pinch to get somewhere. I mean, tell me now I have to pay for that extra. It seems absurd. <laughs> to me, that would be a deal breaker for me. Your car isn't that dope that it's just yeah. like, yo, you really do this. And the amount of recalls they've been getting lately on Tesla's and mean, all of the 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 lawsuits and the racial right? discrimination maybe that's, and, maybe that's why they're trying to charge now they got to come up with this money from somewhere right so, yeah. I it it seems you've been doing it I don't know how long Tesla's been around or how long they've been selling cars but now you just now want to change up the game you just now want to flip the script no 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 that's not gonna work and <laughs> it is like uh one of my friends her friend has a Tesla. Somebody hit him. It took like six or seven months for the part to become available. Wow. To become available, not to get shipped him, but to be available to Tesla. So you're talking about, you paid all this money for this car. You cannot drive because it's not that you don't have the money to pay for whatever it is. It's just that you can't get it. So it's one of those things where it's already, I think in the article that we're reading from, it's already a backlog. At the top of the article, they have like three different updates because people were, you know, like, what the hell is this? I can't understand, blah, blah, blah. They had to keep changing it first. They dropped the price by $75. Then they said, if you already have an order, then you'll still get your charger regardless. Right. And then the other one was like, you know, since it's a backlog on the deliveries, they'll still come included. So right. it's one of those things where I think they overplayed their hand and it's like, you can't, 
if it takes, because I'm on the website now, to get a Model 3, which is their base model, if I were to order it now, mm -hmm. I wouldn't be able to get it until July or October. Between It says it's estimate delivery, July to October. So if I bought it now in April, it will still take a couple months wow. for me to get it. So, and that's for the, that's for the base model, you know, model three kind of like their, you know, their affordable one. So it's one of those things where if you are going to have this level of exclusivity or this, you know, exclusivity, goes, yeah. yeah, you're so special. We're so great. You, you can't just switch up the game like this all willy nilly without some sort of, indication of saying okay starting in 2023 we won't sell them no we're just gonna stop right now no, right. no 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 you can't you can't do that especially when people are doling out this kind of money and right. the type of goods they have so no and and i don't know what sort of charging equipment or whatever comes with some of these other vehicles but tesla ain't the only game in town anymore nope. they've got kia coming out with nice vehicles they got audi Coming out with some nice vehicles. General Motors uh, coming out with some. General Motors, Ford. Yeah. You know, all Everybody's that. in the EV game now. Right. So Rivian, they aren't the only kids on the block. Right. Polestar. You got a lot more options to where if you are specifically looking for an electric vehicle and you're doing all the comparisons and you know, you're matching up parts and you're matching up uh, um um add-on packages and you're adding up delivery times and you're adding all these things up and the differentiation between the all the other ones is wait a minute i gotta pay extra for it nope i'll look at some of these other ones you know that may be something we have to look into or keep tabs on for tesla to see even though their stock is doing like gangbusters i don't know if that's elon running his mouth you know whatever the case may be you know him trying to buy twitter but you know um with all these competitors coming out with these electric vehicles, we'll see if Tesla, nickel and dime and their customers is going to fly for much longer. <laughs> all right. So the uh, last other story that I had, I got another one about Tesla. And I thought this was pretty messed up. But at the same time, it's like, come on, man, you got to be smarter than this. Right. So um, Tesla I'd say, what, two years ago? Seems like it's two years ago. Mm -hmm. They announced their Cybertruck, which is their pickup version, the funky, eclectic, spaceship-looking vehicle. You either loved it or hated it. You know, of course, Tesla people loved it. You know, so much so that this gentleman, uh, his name is Riz Wasu. I'm going to say Wasu. I'm going to call him Riz. From, yeah, uh, Riz for short. Yeah, right. Riz for short. So he obviously... He fell in love with the Cybertruck. Um, he and I'm just going to give you, I'm just going to give you the timeline instead of doing the explanation, right? So in 2019, Tesla unveils their Cybertruck, which is their electric pickup. Uh, later that year, in 2019, Riz uh, he attended a Cybertruck event, met Elon Musk, met all of the executives, fell in love with the truck, fell in love with the company, so much so. Like a year and a half, almost two years later, in December of 2021, Riz actually creates a backpack uh, prototype, and he actually put a website in December of 2021. And this backpack, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes where you can see it, but it looks like the Cybertruck. It's got that that angle at the top. It's got the silver color. So it, it replicates the Cybertruck shape, but it's like a backpack. Think of it like it's a carry-on. Yeah. yeah, it's like a carry-on that you put on your back if you're going on a, uh, 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 
a quick three 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 day weekend or something like that. But it looks like the Cybertruck, and he named the cyber the, the uh, product Cyber Backpack. That's the name of the product, and again, like I said, it resembles the shape of the Cybertruck. So, like I said, in December, he uh, creates the backpack prototype and he puts the website up. In March of 2022, uh, he actually launches the Cyber Backpack on sites like Product Hub and Spotify. I don't know if I read that wrong or not, but I know Product Hub, Product Hub, Product Hunt, not Hub. Product Hunt is like a place to where a lot of startups, a lot of people who build things and they want to figure out whether it's buzzworthy, whether or not they're going to get a lot of interest, whether they're going to get a lot of people who sign up or actually use the product. They listed on Product Hunt, Product Hunt. So apparently he got a light, he got a lot of buzz, a lot of interest for this uh, cyber backpack. So he actually said, all right, I may be on to something here. So, like I said, in March 22, he actually reaches out to Tesla execs to in-host to collaborate. He's like, yo, I created this backpack. I created this website. It looks like the Cybertruck. I'm getting a lot of buzz. What do y'all think if we, like, do some sort of collaboration? We, you know, uh, you help me. We work together. We create this backpack. You can offer to your whatever the, whatever the conversation was. He reached out to Tesla and had this conversation. This is in March of 2022. In April of 2022, Tesla trademarked the Cyber Backpack name and ghosted your boy Riz. So until uh, up until this date, poor guy. Um, he owns the domain name. Yeah. He had the domain name. <laughs> But now it's questionable whether or not he can even use that because Tesla trademark trademarked Cyber Backpack. And clearly they trademarked the backpack after he actually reached out to Tesla to actually work on this collaboration. So it's a sad story because the dude is like, all right, what do I do? I, I can't. Well, he could go around Tesla and sell this, call it something else sell his backpack. But the fact that he created this prototype prototype out of his love for Tesla out in hopes to collaborate with Tesla because he loves the company so much. And they, showed it to them. And showed it to them. I don't know if he made them sign an NDA. You uh, know he did. <laughs> but it's kind of weird. It's, it's, it's So I feel sorry for the guy. Um, I definitely yeah. do because he went forth with the effort you know, and a good faith the, effort, but right, spent a lot of money, prototypes, went through all this work, put all this stuff together, right? I feel sorry for him because of that, but it's like I got a couple questions, right? Not a lot of questions. <laughs> My first question is, I use myself for example, right? So I'm a husband and a father, and I've got three kids. One of my kids. Let's just say her name is, uh, <laughs> let's just say her name is Taylor, right? <laughs> Somebody comes and visits me. They love my family. They love my kids. They take a, a specific affection to my kid, Taylor. And, oh, I love your kid. And then they go <laughs> and go <laughs> create a prototype of my kid <laughs> and then come back to me months later and say, hey, your kid, I got one just like it. Uh, do you want to collaborate? <laughs> I'm gonna be like, 
hell no. <laughs> and to to make matters worse, I'm gonna make it so you have to stop. You can't do it. Right. <laughs> you gotta hand it over. My thing is with this whole thing, I get the I get the love of the product. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of times, again, social media has made the gap between business and celebrity and the regular people they've closed that gap so much people retweet each other they post they talk they make you feel like oh yeah we're cool you're my friend but at the end of the day elon musk is a billionaire for a reason you don't get to be a billionaire by being all friendly chummy chummy he still runs a business he saw this product and was like yo this is dope yo this is getting a lot of traction let's look at what this dude is doing and let's just rip it off because Let me we go have ahead all this get that money. about you, sir. Let me go ahead and help you out of that. And it's unfortunate for this kid that when you're talking to these business people, you have to be business minded. Mm-hmm. He shouldn't have gone to them without not just having a website and having an LSC doesn't mean jack crap. Right. Get your IP together. He should right. have patented the name. He should have patented the design. Trademarked it, whatever. Trademarked it, all of that before he showed them anything. Right. Because at that point, he owned everything. Now, if they want to collaborate, if they want to license into him, uh-huh. yeah, or if he wanted to sell to say, hey, I got this, I'll drop it to you for about $200 million. Right. You want it? You, you know, can, something you can, like you that. You can take the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right. But a lot of times, like I said, social media closes that gap and makes people feel so familiar with these celebrities, with these business people, with these politicians, with people of influence that they completely forget that they are business people. And if you come up with a dope idea and you just hand it to them on a silver platter because, oh, my God, I love you so much because I talked to you on Twitter. They're, They're not billionaires for a reason. They are going to take advantage of that. And take advantage of your naivety and cash in on it. And it right. sucks, but that's the way it is, unfortunately. Yep. And, you know, um, like I said, and I don't want to call him a kid. I don't want to excuse him of any sort of responsibility. You, an adult, you know, make doing adult things, making adult uh, situations. I don't know how old he is, but it just seems like, man, you like you mentioned. If you had enough capital to make a prototype, create it, do a website, start selling it, take do a little orders. bit of extra work yeah. to make sure you got everything tight so you do have a leg to stand on. Right. Not if, when a company does this. Because, I mean, what again... What was the other company that did something like this? The It wasn't the Wordle. What was it? We talked about it. They stole... Was it was it Google? I don't want to lie on Google because you don't need to lie on because I got enough stuff. But they stole some name. I can't remember. I have to. I remember, but yeah, it's 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 a tell as old as time. It's happened before. And I wanted to say, you know, you you mentioned you made a good point about you know uh, that connection to these these influential people. You know that much that that zero degree of separation nowadays. Mm -hmm. Not only that, I think the guy knew he had something good and, you know, that whole break fat, well, move fast, break things type scenario. All right. I, I need to hurry up and do this thing b- before anybody does whatever. In addition to that, uh, I believe I could be totally wrong. I also believe he was trying to take advantage of the social virality 
of this whole thing to where it's like, all right, well, you know, one, let me hurry up and do this. Two, let me document my journey socially so I can go viral, right? And then two, when everything blew up in my face and they took the trademark and whatever the case may be, he then goes, you know, according to the story that I put in the show notes, he goes on Twitter and it's almost like a, a dear Twitter, do your thing. So he goes on, I haven't read, I haven't watched the video, uh, but pretty much like, hey, Twister did, tw- uh, Tesla did me wrong. I put my blood, sweat and tears into this thing. Now I need y'all to blow this up, make me go viral in the hopes of, quote, that Tesla will change their mind. <laughs> I don't know if you know Elon Musk like that. He don't seem like the dude that's going to be like, oh knows, man. He's like, no. I feel bad for you. I hurt your feelings. I took you, I took something of yours. But isn't that how he got Tesla, the company anyway? He's trying to buy Twitter via he's hostile takeover. takeover. He's, yeah. he's got time to be playing with you. He's not thinking about you in no backpack. Right. Again, I feel sorry for the young man because, mm. I mean, he doesn't look a kid, you know, but he does, he you know, he, he looks like a young man and it's one of those things where you, again, this is a business, this is business and people confuse friendship. You're not friends with these folks. Mm -hmm. They don't owe you anything. And Twitter doing their thing is not going to help you for you not taking the approach of making sure that your ducks are in a row to make sure that your business, because you should have set up a business. I mean, you should have put all of the the eggs in the basket. You should have done all the things before you want to, you know, show off to Elon Musk. See how great mm-hmm. I am. Honestly, Elon Musk doesn't care. Right. He's not going to care. Right. The only not- thing he'll care about is the product that you have and steal it, which he's essentially done. So right. Or there's, there's nothing for Twitter to do. There's nothing or, for the community to do. And even maybe even not steal it. You know, just in my first analogy, I just want to stop you from doing it. Yeah, I may think it's a uh, no. Don't do that. We got, and I may never do. He may never do anything right. with the cyber backpack because honestly, the only relation to the cyber truck, honestly, is the story and the aesthetic. This right. is a backpack. They have a vehicle. Those two aren't remotely tied to each other. Right. So it's one of those things where I'm protect. He's protecting. He meaning Elon Musk is protecting his IP, which he should have. He. Riz should have protected his IP mm-hmm. by doing all the proper steps. It's yeah. like, I don't want anyone to be confused about what's associated with what. And like, and again, just, and just basic research. I'm like, you shouldn't have called it cyber nothing because even though it looks like the cyber cyber truck, you could have called it something else and had the same aesthetic. But, but that's almost like, again, it's like you, it's like he, like he wanted it to be so close to the actual thing yeah. as close as possible that, and just assumed that they wasn't, they, they, Oh, this looks so much alike. Let's partner together. It's like, no, he probably, they probably took offense to the fact yeah. that not only that it looks, you know, the aesthetic is shaped. I don't say it looks like cause it's not a truck. It's a backpack, <laughs> but it's shaped like the, the cyber truck and you called it the cyber backpack. He probably wouldn't have offended them if he called it anything else. But the fact that he, called it the cyber backpack. It was like, oh, that's one of the words that we forgot to trademark. Let's go ahead and trademark that right now. <laughs> and honestly, he probably could have kept the name cyber backpack because again, it's not directly linked to the direct link to Cybertruck is him. 
Mm-hmm. He's the one that's driving the link. So that's where it now, had he just kind of went about his business, doing his backpack, selling it, all that stuff, he Trademarked probably would have been fine. Yeah. Yep. He would have been fine. Yep. But wanting to fanboy out, wanting to go viral on Twitter, wanting to get Elon Musk approval or kiss on the forehead or acknowledgement has cost you your business and probably a profitable product because based on the story, People were really interested in it. Right. I mean, interest is just interest until people actually put down their cold, hard cash. But he he went through all the steps to have a minimum viable product mm-hmm. and to gauge the level of interest. But those other steps kind of cost him everything yeah. that he did, actually didn't take. Again, like I said, shout out to this guy for going forth his effort. Maybe if he calls it something else, he could still uh, recuperate some some time and maybe make some change on the side, but his whole dream of partnering with Tesla, I think that's kind of, was kind of bleak to, to, yeah. to, to put it nicely. Yeah. And I'm on the website and he references, it's called the backpack Tesla never made bro. Come on, man. Really? He has <laughs> the, and, it, and on, the, on the main, it's like the ultimate backpack and in asterisks and small letter does not include a cyber truck. He's trying so hard to, to link this to tie this thing. Yeah, it's to yeah. his detriment. Yeah. All right. Well, poor guy. Good luck to you. Uh, luck speaking to you of social media, we're going to move into for the culture where we talk all things social or just anything we want to talk about, really. Um, so I wanted to uh, ask you, as the single person of the group, mm-hmm. um. If you do have any sort of wedding plans, matrimony, that sort of thing, I know, of course, the guys got to come, the partners got to get there first before you talk about wedding. But um, do you have ideas uh, if you are, in fact, interested in getting eventually? Do you have ideas, your perfect idea wedding day? Do you have a budget that goes along with that? Or, you know, what do you what are your thoughts on weddings and specifically prices that go along with it? Are we paying too much? You know, what are your overall thoughts before we actually get into the story? So I'm eloping. Okay. Um, And it would be one of those things where I would call up a few friends and say, hey, pack a bag, we're getting on a plane and we're going to some exotic location because, you know, I love an exotic location. And um, if you can come, fantastic. If mm-hmm. you can't, oh, well, we'll see you when we get back. Would you and- do like a, would you do like a, when you get back, would you do like a reception nope. to where people, no, <laughs> you're not even doing that. All right. My cousin is currently in the process of getting married and he's the guy, he's the groom. Okay. And it's the wedding is actually a month from today. Okay. And um, just the amount of headache that mm-hmm. I've had from my side of the family of trying to get things together, of course, because he's the groom and my cousin is very, He's very cool, very laid back. He's like, ah, whatever. He doesn't really get too much involved in that. But, you know, I think I've mentioned before of my cousins on my mom's side, they're all boys except for me and one of my other girl cousins. Mm -hmm. And my grandmother had four girls. So it's all girls. None of me nor my cousin are married. Okay. He is the first one of our bunch who is actually so you know, the family doing hype. the wedding. Right. right. So they are super hype and it is exhausting. I, I knew that. it would be, 
because I know my family, but this it's is exhausting. And I was right. like, this is not even my wedding. Like right. what? But I'm like, so like intrinsically involved in all this. So I know my family and even before his wedding, I knew how they would be. And so that's why I said it wouldn't be any family invited. Maybe my brother, mm-hmm. because you know, he's right. you know, nimble and mobile, but it would just be, I would hit up a couple of friends and say, Hey, Simply because of logistics. Logistics right. and okay. headache right. um, and over-involvement and over-agitation. I, I don't have it. So it would, it would literally be one of those things. We would play for the paying tickets. Hey, just meet us at the airport. You know, we ready. Let's, right. let's go and let's go and do this. And, okay. you know, it would be a simple ceremony, probably on a beach somewhere, off a cliff, something, say it. And then we're on a, we're at likely a exotic location. Let's just have a good time here. Wedding's done. Go on a honeymoon, come back. Let's start our life and right. keep it moving. Okay. So, yeah. oh, okay. Um, uh, me and my wife's wedding, um, it was a traditional wedding, but less fuss. We didn't have all the fuss. Uh, we didn't nearly spend as much money as some of these other people are spending on average. I think on average, the average wedding is like 30000 plus. We didn't spend nowhere near that. I think we spent like maybe ten or twelve. Uh, I say I'd say fifteen, but I think it's less than that uh, on everything. That's wedding dress, that's engagement rings, that's wedding reception and honeymoon. So we crammed all that down into like, I want to say $12,000, I think. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we saved up for it. We were like Mm -hmm. peanut butter jelly sandwiches for lunch. (laughs) You know, we're not going into debt for this. Yeah, we did not go into debt. Uh, We didn't have a lot of people, um, but in the end, it kind of made sense, right? I say all that to say it seems like your idea of a wedding kind of fits with this couple that I want to talk about. Um, This couple has gone viral uh, for apparently, allegedly, according to their information, uh, they've spent $500 on the wedding ceremony. Uh, all, everything from, they, ha- they had a small, like you said, they had a small group, uh, 30 to 40 friends and relatives. Um, she spent $47, not $4,700, $47 on a wedding dress and a reception. So the whole thing, again, like I said, the honeymoon, the uh, everything included, uh, when they broke it down, came up to 500, what was it? No, uh, four, yeah, $500. Um, and again, because weddings are so astronomically expensive and people kind of, go, not going to say go crazy because your preferences are your preferences. <laughs> but yeah, but they do go crazy and how much they cost and all the bridesmaids and the extravagance of the whole thing. Again, your thing is your thing. If right. you can afford it's it. It's your money. I'm not watching your pockets. I don't want to be clocking Even if you can't afford pockets. it, even if you're going to debt for it. I mean, right. hey, this is... I mean, it, hey, I ain't, I ain't got to pay none of that I'm not debt. pocket washing. None of this is coming out of my pocket. Right, so baby, right. follow your bliss. Right. But uh, it, I guess at the very least, uh, this viral story goes to show that a wedding is what you make it 
and the what you get out of the, of the what you get out of the actual ceremony really um that shouldn't be the important thing what should be important is the actual marriage now my question about this is was this genuine this whole idea of mm, you we're just going to spend $500 on this wedding including all the other things or in my opinion was this a ploy just to go viral and kick up all of this news and get all this publicity and then maybe fire off some other sort of thing, you know, to where you're, I don't know, making money or whatever the case may be. It's me being a cynic, me being a skeptic, but I know how social media works and I know how people who are looking to go viral, all you have to do is have some controversial and how much you spend on a wedding can be very controversial. You know, um, the fact that they were able to spend $500 because again, according to the little research I've done, they've got a, they've got social media handles. They've got a YouTube, channel. YouTube channel. They have journaled or vlogged their whole experience, you know, and now all of a sudden this has gone viral again, because, you know, on the outside looking in, it's like, Oh, that's beautiful that they were able to get married and apparently, allegedly, money wasn't an object. Money wasn't money wasn't an issue. The lack of money was not the reason That's why they didn't yeah. do this. The lack of money wasn't an issue. They were still able to get married. They had a beautiful ceremony according to the Instagram and the YouTube. It was wonderful. They had their most precious and important people there. They got to take a honeymoon. She had a beautiful, she looked fine, even though the dress was only $50. She looked beautiful photos, all that stuff. You can still have all that wonderful stuff and still only go spend $500 and you're not in debt and you're not ruining your financial future, yada, yada, yada. So I guess, again, my question to you is, do you believe that their attempt at this $500 wedding was genuine or do you believe that the whole purpose of this was to go viral so they capitalize off of this in the first place? I think it can be both. Okay. Um, I I definitely think there was a conversation that they had to say, Mm -hmm. how can we make money off of this? Mm -hmm. Which is probably coupled with the fact that they said they didn't want to spend a whole lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's one of those things where I think, you know, they could have, you know, paid, you know, thousands of dollars. It seemed like it was, you know, affordable. They could have, you know, they could have had a more expensive wedding if they wanted to. But they didn't want to. They okay. didn't want to spend that money. So they're like, how can we do this for next to nothing? And actually, how can we possibly make money off of this? Because it's not unheard of for people to make money off their weddings. Right. Celebrities do it all sponsors the time. Sponsors and brand they sponsors. deals. Yeah. They have it at certain hotels and they do right. pictures and right. photos, tags and social media. So I think I mean, I think it's both. I mean, I think it's very prudent of them. I mean, $500, that's a nice number for a headline. Um, They probably could have spent more. Um, But I think it's one of those things where they are trying to make a brand out of this. And it appears to be working. We're talking about it on our show. They're in magazines. They're getting interviews. They're on Good Morning America. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they are finding a way to not only have a wedding that they enjoyed, and that they liked, 
but they're also able to make some money off of it. So honestly, I can't really knock this hustle because it truly is a hustle and I, and I see it. Right. I, I get it. I ultimately get it. I just, stunt is not the word. Because oh, it is that, a stunt. It is a stunt. <laughs> they are um, stunt this up. Well, so it literally and figuratively stunt. You know, you are, I, I would declare this as a, them stunting on people who have spent Buku's amount of money and either A, end up getting divorced or B, in mountains of debt that they still haven't climbed out of. This is a stunt, you know, in the sense that, hey, we had the same marriage, we had the same love for each other, and B, you know, we'll probably stay as married. And if even if they get divorced two years from now, they only spent $500. They didn't spend $60,000, $70,000, get divorced, and still got to figure out how to uh, unweave, untangle, unravel all that stuff. It's right? life so made, yeah. This is a, they, them stunting. That's the figuratively one. The literally the literal one of that I'm I would be concerned about is if them getting married their whole reason of getting married would is be the to stunt. Pull off this stunt. Okay. Right, right. Then it kinda oh, regardless of whether you spend five hundred dollars yeah. or five hundred thousand dollars, the whole point of getting marriage getting married is matrimony, not a mm-hmm. stunt. Whether you're spending again five hundred thousand dollars or five hundred, so I again I don't know these people from Adam, so you know I'm going to admit that I don't have any sort of inside information. I don't know these people, and I'm judging them. So let me get that clear. But again, (laughs) they put it out there, so they want us to talk about it. So we right, right. I would just hope that them getting married in and of itself wasn't a stunt. That they were, they love each other. You know, I'm, I'm actually, you know what, I'm going to put positive put positive vibrations on them. I don't know if you can, if you're listening to me, you have to imagine me doing waves, mm-hmm. <laughs> but let me put my positive energy on them and, and, and uh, hope that they are getting married because they love each other and them deciding to spend $500 is a bonus, not necessarily the whole purpose, if that makes sense. All right. All right. It does. So it does. Okay. All right. All right, so that is it for for the culture. I'm going to move into the hookup. Um, I thought this was pretty cool that I did not know this existed. Um, if you have an iPhone and you have an iPad and you fulfill all of these requirements, if your iPhone and your iPad is logged into both the, the same iCloud account, if you're connected to the same Wi-Fi network and Bluetooth and handoff, must be enabled. If you can do all those things on both your iPhone and your iPad, you can use pinch gestures to copy from your iPhone or iPad and then use a similar pinch gesture to paste on your iPhone or your iPad. So let me break it down. So for example, you have a picture, you're in your photos and you see a picture that you want to attach to a note. You can actually take your, you can take three fingers and actually pinch on the image and it'll copy the image. You can take your fingers over to the note that you have open on your iPad, take your three uh, fingers and spread out like pinch out and actually paste 
in your iPhone. So it's almost like you're literally grabbing the image from your phone and then placing it on your iPad. So I thought that was pretty cool. I thought that would share that. You probably get the same effect if you do the airdrop. So you put a pic, uh, do the share button on the iPhone, airdrop it, and then locate your iPad and then press the button to airdrop it. But uh, I just thought this was pretty cool that you can actually do a quick pinch to copy and then place it. You almost it like you're like grabbing. a magic trick. Yeah, like a little magic trick. Uh, again, you got to go through all, you got to jump through the hoops to make sure everything is connected. Again, not all iPhones, not all iPads have the handoff uh, uh, functionality. You may not be logged into the same iCloud account. You know, you may, again, we talked about this earlier. You may be scared of the cloud. So you ain't got nothing connected to the cloud. So you can't do this, right? Uh, but if you have all those other uh, requirements, you can actually quickly pinch and zoom to actually copy and then paste a photo. You can do it in messages. Like, for instance, if you wanted to take a picture and send a message to somebody via iMessage, you can pinch the picture in your iPad, pinch, uh, do the reverse pinch to actually place the image in the messages versus trying to do airdrop or trying to copy it out of your photos or email it to yourself. However you was getting, however the old school way you was getting stuff from one device to another, you can actually use this pinch gestures to actually copy and paste images into other native stuff with an iPad. Again, this won't work if you're using Gmail. <clears throat> this won't work if you're using Office 365. It's got to be native apps, notes, pictures, messages, things like that. But you can work with Safari. Uh, I don't know. That'd be, that'd be a good question. If you could pinch like a picture from Safari and mm -hmm. put it in somewhere, I'd have to try that. I tried it with like just going from like <clears throat> a lot of things I do sometimes is I'll take a picture of something and then I want to put it in a note because I want to add extra comments. I want to make a uh, notes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I want to use the picture ever as a reference. So I'll attach a picture to a note. But if I got two devices there, I can just pick, pinch the picture from my iPad and then pinch it into my iPhone and then boom, it's right there. So I don't have to go through the extra hoops. So that was it. I just thought that was pretty cool. Ooh, that is nifty. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so that's it. You know, just a quick way to pinch and zoom. So with that, uh, I think we are done with this show for this week. Uh, Nika, you got any news, any places you're going, uh, any appearances you want to let folks know about? I'm trying to think. I don't, not this week, but some stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks, but nothing this week. All right, Again, all you right. can follow me on social media at Tech Savvy Diva everywhere. So all hit right, me up all there. All right. Um, next week, but we'll talk about that on next week's show, but I'll <laughs> actually be on uh, DTNS. Uh, next Friday. So probably we'll talk about it next week, but at the same time, next week's show drop, I'll actually be on uh, DTNS. That's a daily tech news show. Uh, so definitely you can follow me on social media at Brother Tech to get all those details. Uh, if you want to get more details about our show, uh, you can uh, go to snoboscast.com. You can connect with us via social media. You can get the latest episodes. You can comment on extra episodes. You can share and support the show financially or just by downloading the podcast, giving us a review, 
share with a friend. You can do all that. If you need all the information, you can go to snoboscast.com to get those details. And and if that's not it, I think that will do it. Uh, until next week, we are out. Peace. Bye, everybody.